What's going on, Together Tribe? I am your show host, Josie Baez, and I welcome you to the Together Podcast Show. My goal is to bring out the most aligned version of you through powerful affirmations and amazing conversations with purpose-driven women who have created a life by design. Affirm, align, and empower your future self. I hope you enjoyed today's message, and remember, we are always better together. Ladies, I hope you had an amazing Valentine's Day weekend. Today's show is going to be extra special because I have my very first guest on the show and we are going to be talking about relationships. And of course, very fitting, the affirmation of the day is going to be on relationships too. So here we go. The only type of relationships I need in my life are those that bring me harmony, growth, respect, and happiness, family included. It's always going to repeat it again. The only type of relationships I need in my life are those that bring me harmony, growth, respect, and happiness, family included. So my very first guest of the show is my one and only fearless and handsome husband, Freddie. What's What's up? up, What's up? What's up? What's up? How's it going? (laughs) How you doing, babe? Good, good. So for those of you that don't know us, we are... 10 days away from celebrating our 10 year marriage anniversary holy shit yeah 10 marriage but a lot more prior to those 10 so yeah yeah for sure we met like in 2002 yeah so we've been knowing each other for 18 years that's more than half my life technically 100 percent. you looked really good in diapers (laughs) stupid Um, So basically, I wanted to bring you on the show because I truly do believe that as a person, you're very well-balanced. You're a well-balanced husband, a friend, a father, and I feel like it's important to have a male perspective on a show that's targeted mainly to women, um, especially on topics about relationships and marriage. That's dope. Yeah, Relationships, you know, they're two-sided, so it's good that, that you're open to hearing the other side for sure. Yeah, I appreciate sure. the compliments, by the way. Love you. So anytime that we go anywhere and we go, you know, to parties or gatherings or dinners, we always get asked, why is our relationship working? Or can you please give us like a piece of advice, you know, to keep my relationship going or et cetera. So I wanted to kind of ask you some questions and it can go both ways. You can ask me questions, too. Um and by the way, we didn't review these. He has no idea the questions that I'm going to be asking him. So that'll make it super uncut Correct. and interesting. Um, and I don't know what he's going to throw back at me, but, you know, that's kind of the beauty of marriage, right? So what would you say has kept us together for 10 years? Patient. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, there's That's... That's it. Sounds like a simple question, but there's a lot of layers. There's uh, many different perspectives to, to that answer. When we talk about the fundamentals, um, and, and how you know how you hold any relationship, period, not, not only a marriage, uh, but it starts with with trust, which is, you know, can you be yourself? Can you be vulnerable with that other person, knowing that that person isn't going to take advantage of that vulnerability so 
I mean, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different layers about this, but I think the most important is trust. Um, not only trust in the other individual, uh, but much more if that person can trust themselves to do like to do the things they say they will do to follow through. Can you be each other's leaders in different aspects of life? Word. For sure. I think that if we didn't have trust, we wouldn't be anywhere. And I'm not saying that we haven't had, you know, trust issues before, but um, I think that that is the fundamental base of a relationship is to have trust and obviously, you know, God, but we're not going to make this a spiritual conversation. We're just kind of, you know, talking about the fundamentals. So trust is definitely one of those things. And Another thing that I like to mention and, and tell people is obviously choose your battles. And we talk about this every day, choosing our battles in our marriage. Um, just because not all the fights and arguments that we get into are worth the time. Like if it's not going to matter two days from now, to me, it's not worth fighting. I mean, I agree. Bef I mean, great. I know that we went into the to that that aspect of it, um, but. I wanted to point out something in the trust aspect. So I promised Josie that if I was going to come onto the show, the only rules were that I was going to be 100% myself. I was going to speak the way that I speak because I feel that for me to be able to provide the most value to the other person, I have to be my authentic self. So in this, I wanted to go back to the trust issue thing real quick because I think today's world is probably the easiest set up in society for us to have those trust issues so by no means are we trying to set a standard of saying anyone here is perfect i think we all know human nature we just really have to really have to focus on that as being one of the fundamental things one of the fundamental aspects so just wanted to give a little bit more shine to that aspect now choosing your battles yeah i mean <clears throat> choosing your battles at, at the end of the day you're with that other person because you're on a journey. On, on a journey that, trust me, life will hit you in the face. Sometimes it'll hit only one of you in the face. Sometimes it'll hit both of you in the face. However, the person that is beside you is choosing every single day to continue walking in within that journey. Um, so, so these battles, they can come from all angles. The other person uh, can be going through whatever issue it is. I mean, communication is what's going to allow you to make that choice on whether this is something that you can go ahead and choose to fight right now or if you say you know what freddie's just having a shitty day and this is just not the time right now for me to face it um and we should just have a conversation later on about this or you know what most of the time when you have the angle of saying i'm going to choose my battle within 24 hours the other person has realized that that, that wasn't even a battle to be fought at the end of the day, you make that choice again to commit. And that's just yesterday and you focus on tomorrow. And I just want to point out that, you know, choosing your battles is not always easy. It's really hard for me to keep my mouth shut, to be honest. You know, it's hard for me to just say, OK, this is not going to matter um, two days from now. But it comes with time. Would you agree? I, I would say it comes with growth because right. there's personality types that want to go ahead and get the last word in. But mm -hmm. realistically, if we look at the core, if you know that you're right, you don't need the other person to, mm -hmm. to submit to that. There's a lot of times that you let the other person go through that experience so that they themselves can go ahead and find out the same truth. Mm -hmm. So with growth comes that 
that you can see things moving at a slower pace and make a decision instead of being impulsive, which carrying that quality, if we wanted to say the last word, generally comes in the higher Ds and, you know, this profiles, and Josie's probably going to go into that in, in further episodes, but it's just a strong individual, and uh, they want to get that idea across, and it is what it is. Right, and we're both that way. Correct. You're very strong-headed, and I'm very strong-headed. Correct. So it's been, nonetheless... A lot of wine. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ton epi- episode's over. Wine is how we... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, for sure. It's I, Well, what I'm saying is, of course, yeah, it comes from growth, but I don't want any of our listeners to think that it just happened overnight. You know, no. we used to fight a lot, and now we barely fight, but it's it definitely comes from growth, from time, from understanding your partner, and from having clear communication which was like my next point of keeping our marriage together is having that communication and i can't stress enough how important that has been and how um, changing it has been in our marriage to be able to be fully transparent with you and be able to tell you exactly how i'm feeling even if you know i'm scared of how you might be reacting reacting to that um, but I think it's important just to get it off your chest. There's just a sense of relief of saying, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I feel about that. And here it is. Okay. So I think this is where all the 18 and below needs to just go to sleep because mm-hmm. with all due respect to them too. Um, because when it comes to communication in the beginning of any relationship, I mean, everyone here, some people that are listening might be five years in, some might be 20 years in. At the end of the day, communication is going to set a pace early on in within that relationship. And for example, me and Josie being on the younger side of things when we really started, you know, we had our child and all of that good stuff. I myself have a culture behind me, an idea of what a marriage is. She has a vision of what her marriage is going to be. And in the beginning, to be quite honest, and maybe this is us being a little bit too transparent, I don't know, Josie can let you know, uh, there was that communication problem. There were standard problems. There are expectation problems. And those expectations not being communicated instead of just, like, instead, we would just internalize that and say, well, the other person may be thinking this there and I'm thinking that but we don't speak about it I mean it, it, it makes it a lot harder for you to succeed so 100% communication uh, is key right and understanding that you know you're not a mind reader nobody is so communicate with your spouse and make sure that you're expressing yourself and give them the format and the platform for them to open up to you and and feel comfortable and give them that's where that trust kind of goes hand in hand with that communication make sure that your spouse can trust you and know that it's going to be a judgment-free zone um that has to be about everything right about all aspects and i don't know how i can put it without it being a subliminal message guys and well ladies which i'm assuming is most of mm-hmm. the of the base ladies. men men do not we cannot read past the words that come out of your mouth. I want you to hear, like, really, I want you to understand. I think the other day, what was it that you said in the kitchen? That what? you said, oh, you know, that garbage is getting kind of full. <laughs> and I'm like, are you telling me that you want me to take out the garbage? And she's like, oh, well, I'm like, yeah. You have to, you just tell me that you want me to take out the I have no issue. As a matter of fact, I'm great at following instructions. And I tell right. Josie all the time that I may be the head of the house, but she's the neck. And I can't be anything without her kind of guiding us as well when it comes to that. I may be the horse that runs the race. I may be the warrior that protects us. But at the end of the day, she's 
she's what's going to be the base of everything that we do here. So for me, you tell me the instructions and I'll get it done. And, and that goes back to that communication piece. I know, but and in my defense, the reason why I do that mm -hmm. is because like how many times do I have to tell you to take out the trash, right? You like, probably do a couple of times, yes. I know, so sometimes I'm just being sarcastic. Correct, and that's really one of those things that when it comes to it, why the sarcasm not not needed? Because I've told you this a million times, take out the garbage a million times. It's kind of like, okay, like how many times do I have to tell you? But whatever, you know? Um, I know I have my issues too, but that's well, just no, one of not... like, those are my little like pet peeves. I'm like, why do I have to tell you to take out the garbage? And I'm sure that the girls that are listening probably have the same issue, but it's not about... Oh, it's just because you don't listen. It's just that men and women are wired differently. And we just like went through this yesterday at church where Pastor Rich, we go to Voo Church, by the way, Pastor Rich was like, women are different than men. We're not superior. We're not below you guys. We're just wired differently. We, our strong suit is communication. And sometimes we expect the guy to communicate just as well as we communicate. That's you see, that's exactly the point that I'm saying. And that's why I, I say why the sarcasm, because mm -hmm. if we're in this knowing what I don't want to call it a weakness, but just the way that the other individual is designed, there's no need for the sarcasm, because at the end of the day, you're just communicating something we can talk about at the pace of. There's some men of the level of intimacy that they want to go ahead and have. And again, in that in that aspect, sometimes maybe the other person doesn't understand. Then then that's where you have in a world where, man, this is probably going to be another episode, but in a world that's so perverse and and in exploiting the female image, Lord. then it becomes difficult for those men that are out there that have expectations at home because they don't have the communication then they make mistakes and it's i'm not saying that it's right because it's completely wrong what i'm saying is a lot of the time that's been being built inside of an individual for a long time and that's because of the lack of understanding of the other sex uh, of mm -hmm. the other individual of the way that they communicate and guess what that's exactly the way um that people make mistakes that's so true that's true that's true um I would say another um, important aspect of our marriage that I think we have conquered is dividing. Spanish cooking. What? <laughs> well, Spanish cooking, but also dividing the house chores. Like, you have no idea how much that has at least helped me. I mean, you can disagree, but the no, fact no, no, that we each have, like, our house chores and that's kind of what we're responsible for helps, helps us because we're both working parents, right? We're, we, you're a working spouse. I'm a working spouse. Like, we have busy lives. Um, you know, you have a very successful career. I have a very successful career. We're also trying to be full-time parents. Um, and when we get home, we're tired. So the fact that I can rely on you sometimes to, well, all the time to like take care of what you're assigned to and that you can rely on me to take care of what I'm assigned to. And the fact that there's some days that I come home tired and you will, you know, willingly take over those chores. I think that has in a way helped me love you so much more because it's selfless. I, I think that's what it comes down. I think the last piece of what it comes down to, because we have to understand that there's cultural differences. 
Yeah. Your perception of marriage includes full-on equality when it comes to A through Z, where there are maybe some more conservative relationships in which the roles they are to have different expectations of each other. So, yes, I agree that the way that works for the Baez family is that you do what you do and I do what I do and we do this together, including the chores, and that works in this scenario. But I do have to say that that doesn't necessarily ring true across the board. Absolutely. No, I'm just talking about our marriage. And I know that there's relationships where the woman is the only one working and the dad is home doing all the chores, you know, or vice versa. The, you know, the woman is home to taking care of the kids and doing all the chores and the dad is, is bringing in or the husband's bringing in, in the money. I'm just kind of saying like, I think that has helped us, 100%. you know, in our marriage, the selflessness, selflessness. and just doing those acts of service, which is actually my love language. It's words of affirmation and acts of service. And I feel, actually, I know that everybody's purpose is to serve others, but it's so important to serve your spouse and to always bring value to your spouse, you know, every single day. And that can be by, you know, whatever it is, like putting the toothpaste on your toothbrush or, you know, um, bringing you coffee to the bed, whatever it is. It's just servicing is the other person. 100%. Now, again, I want I want the listeners to understand that I through this conversation, me and Josie, we have these conversations all the time. So there's going to be some times that I'm going to give a devil's advocate's perspective just because I, I want to be able to provide value to those that see it from a different angle and so that we can kind of have a dialogue pertaining to that. So, for example, your example, the examples you gave right now about putting the toothpaste or doing all these things, I, I hope you realize that's exactly what you want in return when it comes to the acts of service right. where you can put toothpaste on my toothbrush and you wouldn't three care. times a day and I'll be like, who the fuck did that? Like, mm-hmm. why? You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that, yeah. the I think what the core of it is is selflessness but understanding how to communicate in the other person's language. We can talk about love languages and all that. And honestly, I'm not this person that signs up to us being robots and saying we all categorize in, in, as twos or we categorize as four. I, I, it, it just doesn't right. work for me like that because we as human beings evolve with growth. Yeah. But what, when it comes to it is you need to be able to know what's important to the other person. And that's where that selflessness should come because you should be showing up at 100 even if that person's showing up at 20 on a Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Absolutely. And for the record, I do not put toothpaste on his toothbrush. It would be pointless. <laughs> that is just an example. And to you know piggyback on your point, it's extremely important to speak your love language and to understand that the way that I receive love is not the way that you receive love. And I just don't think that people get that nowadays because people want to be loved the way that they show love. And that is the issue. Well, we are in a world where it's all about self-gratification. It's Absolutely. It's about press start on that microwave and that thing better be hot in 10 seconds. Yep. And this is the way that I want it. Therefore, I'm going to order it on Amazon Prime and I'm going to get it within 48 hours. Um, that's not the way relationships work. At the end of the day, the journey is or should be at all times from a selfless perspective from you literally just providing value to the other person and and it's funny because i met up with my brother my brother he's he's sadia's godfather i call him my brother we've been friends since you know i can remember and uh we were having a conversation today exactly about that about 
it having to be selfless, whether there may be a day that the other person just decides to check out. It's your duty as that person that, that came into that commitment to go ahead and do absolutely everything that you can do in your power absolutely every single day and hopefully in the way that they understand it because I can I can say for a long time what I thought Josie wanted me to do was to work my ass off and provide opportunity for our family which don't get me wrong she appreciates that that doesn't necessarily equal in her brain and I love you right and and that's the the issue Right. It's about understanding your spouse's love language and understanding it and communicating it with full transparency. Correct. So I want to get um, deep into some questions with you. And I don't want to make the episode too long, but I want to make it fun. So you're ready? This is going to be long. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Question number one. If you knew what you know now, what would you change in terms of our marriage and your role as a father and head of household? You said this was going to be a short episode? Yeah. No, it's not going to be short. Oh, wow. (laughs) If I can go back, um, I think I would understand the, the communication piece and being able to choose the battles. I think that was that would have been a lot healthier early on. But I think there's also a side of of ego that there's there's a healthy side of that, which is as a man, as a man from the culture that I come, maybe not all cultures, but for where I come, I need to be strong because I need to go out there and get it. I need to go out and get it for my family. And sometimes that means that I had to be a little cocky or I had to just get myself through it because honestly I don't necessarily come from much I didn't get handed a million dollar check when I turned 18 you get what I'm saying so to be able to go out there and and run the fastest race there had to be a lot of confidence and at a young age you don't know how to develop that sometimes without affecting other people in the way that you communicate Mm -hmm. Um, obviously knowing what I know now I would go a little bit about it like I would go differently about it early on when it came to the way that I communicated with you and speaking your love language, for example, mm-hmm. which I did incorrectly for a long amount of time. Yeah. Um, but uh, we committed to ourselves, you know, going through that journey together. Um, when it comes to Sadia, you asked me about the baby, right? Right. Um, I think with Sadia, I think we've done a good job. I think that even our mistakes have been mistakes that have been growth opportunities. Um and I don't think I would change much of that. I think right now what's biting us maybe a little bit in the ass is the concept of allowing her to have her opinion early on. Right. Which now it's that neck is starting to move a little bit. <laughs> and uh, that ain't going to fly in my household. Um, but she just is very vocal about her opinion, which is great. It's just sometimes she doesn't need to be vocal. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I actually agree with everything that you said. It, as you were answering the question, I was like, oh, my God, we've definitely been married for 10 years because that's exactly what I would do differently is communicate with you the way that you prefer to be communicated with and speak your love language and show you love in the way that you receive it. So um, let me add to that to that response, because, again, I think I really don't want to I don't want to do this episode and stay on the superficial stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. I know you have your questions. I get it. But when we talk about that, 
it's okay to have those deep conversations is what I'm trying to say. You want to communicate in a way that you can go ahead and and communicate with me, right? Like mm-hmm. my equal sign. Right. I think it's important to to have those strong conversations uh, of especially in today's world with expectations that we have to say, "Hey, you know what? Early on, you know, what do you expect from me?" Mm-hmm. Because if if those aren't real expectations, like if if, if I can't meet those, mm-hmm. I need to say that early on. I think there was a time in which I was expecting you to be more of a of a image of what I had as mm-hmm. a wife. Well, mind you, you are a lot, a thousand times better than that as an individual. Yeah. But my expectations were different. You, you were a Ferrari. I was expecting a BMW. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, I was looking for a BMW. The BMW is not what showed up. I showed up a Ferrari, but I couldn't appreciate a Ferrari because I was so focused on a BMW. Aww. So, okay, You're relax. So, cute. so that's what I'm trying to say when mm-hmm. we say about what the expectations are from the individual. Right. No, I got you. How would you say that your childhood affected you as a husband and a girl dad? Okay, that's a pretty deep question because <laughs> you know the answer. Um, I think that I had very good examples of what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. There, Obviously, I think everyone has a past in which you look at it and you tell yourself this story when you play that internal movie. I guess more of like, you know, um, how to get past that, how to overcome that. Because I feel like even women and men both hang on to their past and they're sitting there looking, you know, in the rearview mirror all the time and they kind of can hold on to that and use it as an excuse for mm-hmm. who they are and who they've become. So I guess I should rephrase the question and say, how do you, what, what advice do you have for women um, and men, if you're tuning in, um, to get, you know, past that childhood hurdle or that childhood experience, you know, or a negative childhood experience and be a better person. So the way that I think about it is um, when it comes to your situation, whatever made you what you are today, trust me, there's been someone that's had it worse and they're doing okay. Uh, but regardless, you need to be able to give yourself grace within the moment now for being who you are. You see, the things that I felt that could have been done better in my childhood are what I believe I do at a very high level today. Because at the end of the day, for example, that trust factor with me and my daughter, I when I say I'm going to do something for Sadia, it gets done. Yeah. No matter what it is. My daughter cannot come and say right now that I've broken a promise to her of what I'm going to accomplish with her or for right. her. Right. Where a lot of that maybe lacked early on, not because people were doing it purposefully, but because they were also pushing through in whatever their experiences were. Right. Um, right. So I think being able to give yourself grace right now, understanding that you are who you are based on your experiences and I really, I mean, they're blessings. They're, they really are blessings. We even, even in hindsight, they even really the are because moments are, are absolutely, blessings. absolutely. In hindsight, they really are because they mold us. They give us character. Um, and you know, it's so funny because I had last Tuesday we had our VU crew and we met with the girls and we were talking about you know uh, love languages and and what our different love languages is. And one of the things that my leader said was that a lot of times the love language that we 
choose to like for example I'm like words of affirmation and acts of service that is what we lacked as a child um, and I, I just started thinking about it and I was like man like my mom was so um, she's just so such an independent person and she tried to make me like a very independent young lady and it was not like it was never like oh Josie I love you so much come here my cute little girl it was like girl get up get stuff done get shit done you know do your chores like this is how we do it around here it was a lot of tough love I would say and funny enough you know in between me and you like that's how I like to be loved you know it's words of affirmation and acts of service they go hand in hand 100% but even looking at that situation you I think can appreciate the fact that there's been a lot that you've accomplished in life so far at your age because of that grit that you were given, because right. of that discipline that you were taught. So Absolutely. again, we can look at it by saying, I lacked something, or we can say, I had an abundance of something else that didn't give me enough time for what we thought we lacked. Yo, you're so good. Yeah, it's a, it's all cool. about perspective. It's, it's all about perspective for sure. Um, so my next question is, how do we agree to disagree and get through really bad arguments? Like, how do we move past that? I think, I think I've done, I think I've been very purposeful about even in our darkest conversations in which it's me against you and it's your hard-headedness against my hard-headedness. You tell me you love me. I tell you that I love you. I tell yeah. you that even, I, I think that what I normally say is, I want you to know that even right now I'm extremely upset and you're extremely upset, I want you to know that I love you. Yeah. And the reason, you said something we didn't do early on, and the thing is that the, that's what we're committed to. That's right. what it's about. So the moment that I think that, that I bring that into the conversation, I think it really does minimize whatever the fuck we're talking about well mm-hmm. so what yeah you're right i fucking forgot to put out the garbage all right, right good or you know what yeah you forgot to do this or you didn't do that but i love you but i love you i just want you to know mm-hmm. and the moment that you connect back to that and you you find out or you you look again at the why yeah then the everything else is bullshit Word. everything else is bullshit and you just kind of just it's yin yang yeah for sure no i think that's what it is it's just always staying in love no matter what the situation is because that was our covenant with God when we got married so it's just coming down to basics and just realizing that no matter what you know you love your spouse all right I left the final and best question for last and I know that you're gonna be like oh my god we can go on for half an hour on this but it's really good and I know that you have a lot to say so I'm gonna ask it in your opinion, what do you feel like society is lacking in in terms of having solid relationships and marriages? Yeah, you set that <laughs> one up. All right, so um, number one would be authenticity, mm-hmm. which would, I honestly think if we were all being authentic with ourselves and if we can carry a relationship in which you can be authentic with your partner, about your strength and your weaknesses, I think we can all kind of set the right expectations and see if this thing can work or not. Unfortunately, in the world that we live in today, we all live this Instagram lifestyle of, you know, trying to look a particular way, which heavily affects women because Mm -hmm. of what you ladies tend to consume or what you're marketed 
the way that you're marketed to. Yeah. Um, That in itself, we are in a culture in which it's applauded for you not to be who you truly are. That's that's a problem. That's that's a huge problem because this is where the self identity comes in, right? This is where even self-awareness becomes a problem. This is why depression and mental health is such a big issue today in men and women because we're trying to meet these fake expectations that people are setting via all the different portals that we're consuming media through Mm -hmm. when realistically, there's a lot of damn people that have all that shit and throw themselves off a bridge the next fucking day because they're not truly happy. So... Yep, we can talk about this for a long time. That might be something for another episode. But for me, at its core, authenticity mm-hmm. and being able to portray that authenticity without devaluing who you are is what is key, what's lacking. Right. And it's 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 hard, let me tell you, because it's a simple shit like filters, you know? And I'm guilty of this. Like, I will... Um, Put a filter or use a Snapchat filter or, you know. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, no, I know it's bullshit, but it's little things like that that make women, you know, or that help them develop this lack of confidence and this lack of, you know, like lack of of just self-love, really. But what I want people to be aware of is why it sets up a lack. It's because now that's becoming the standard. If I don't look this certain way, I'm not going to get the attention that I want to get. Now, mind you, not everyone is doing it for attention. But what we're seeing is that a lot of people enjoy it. I know. A lot of people put and a picture up and they want to see those little hearts or whatever yeah. the fuck it is that social media does. Yeah, always. yeah. And we got to disconnect ourselves from that. But also, I do want to bring up that a lot of guys celebrate that. If you go on the gram 100%. or on Facebook and you see a half-naked girl, you see that they have, you know, 3,000 mm-hmm. likes and all these comments. Yep. And for many women, um, that is seen as, okay, well, I guess that's what the guy wants. Okay, so... What you're saying is that, or what I hear you saying is that some women perceive that a man that would like a woman that's exploiting her body, that that's the value? No, I think that it sends a mix, that men are sending mixed signals to women. But are those men or are those boys? But, you know, I mean, that's subjective, right? A man or a a boy? I mean... Have them carry a household and you see how not subjective Right, of course, babe. I get that. But what I'm telling you is I think that's a struggle. Like, not only are we being fed, you know, 20,000 ads about how, you know, your waist should be 25 inches and your boobs should be like that and your butt should be up. And it doesn't help that we live in Miami. Um, what mm-hmm. I'm saying is it's it's hard for a woman to oh, get I, to that. Listen, I, it is extremely hard in the position that women are in. I get that 1,000%. And I agree that it's a lot harder for women right now than it is for men. What I want to say is I, I'm not, I don't ever move on this line because okay. at the end of the day, all of that is bullshit. Don't right. get me wrong. This is a space that can be used for a lot of things. But when it comes to the way that there are women that are exploiting their body and the way that men appreciate that, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what's fucked up with everything right now. Yeah, and I gotta add that it goes both ways, ladies. Like you know, men. That, uh, I've been seeing some guys on Instagram that are like just blurring their skin and making their lips bigger. I am not even kidding. I mean, it goes both ways. Like you know, 
we shape we're shaping our society i feel like every single day like we're shaping our society to what our kids are going to be you know what our kids are going to do what they're going to see in the future and i think that we should just be a little bit more mindful about that and i agree with you 110 i think that that's what's lacking in today's marriages and today's relationships is just being your true raw self a hundred percent i think that at the end of the day I think not even about, okay, yes, being your raw self, I get that for sure. I think it's about being able to value yourself Mm -hmm. the same, the same that you do when you put on that filter that for some reason inside of your brain, you think that 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 is the definition of beautiful. When realistically, fuck that bullshit. At the end of the day, those stretch marks that you got because you had two kids, that's beautiful at the end of the day. You earned mm-hmm. your damn stripes. You brought life into into the world. That's what's important. The men that don't appreciate that are not men. Mm-hmm. Those are boys that it's it's the perversion of the female body, which it's gotten yeah. to a point that it's not even possible to naturally look the way that some women look nowadays. <laughs> for real. No, it's so true. And I appreciate you for that. Like That's one thing that you've, always done and that you do in our marriage is always uplift me and edify me and tell me how beautiful I am even when I have a couple of extra pounds you know on myself and I don't feel myself I think it's it's important for you know your partner or your spouse to make sure that they're always bringing you up so I appreciate that about you so thank you I love you and I think um, I just want to wrap up with the affirmation I think that it's just crucial to only nurture the relationships that are bringing you harmony, growth, respect, and happiness. Would you agree? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. I think that, you know, we just shouldn't waste our time on on, on things that don't serve us, on things that, you know, don't make us better. Um, nothing. Just if it doesn't like, edify you, it shouldn't be in your life. It should that's not it. be in and your I'm life. I'm talking about not just the freaking whatever it is, social media, whatever you're consuming. It's about the people around you. At the end of the day... Every single relationship that you have, there is value given from one side to another. I don't believe in uh, necessarily just always bringing people into your life that have problems. Like, no. Yeah, someone can have an issue, but there's only so many broken people that you can fix before it starts breaking you. You have to be able to surround yourself with people that edify you, that help you grow, that help you get closer to where you want to be so that then you can put yourself in a position where you can help the masses. If you aren't doing that, then I don't know if you're really living. Drop the mic, Freddie, with the gems. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show, babe. I love you. And I'm so excited to celebrate 10 years with you, February 28th. Big day. Big, big day. day. Love you so much. Love you too, babe. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this message inspired you to stay in purpose and encouraged you to be the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit the subscribe button and let's stay connected. Follow me at Josie Bias on Instagram. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's affirmation. Have a powerful day, babe. Love you.